I am your host, Joelle Alexandria, and welcome to A Future for Us, where I conduct audio documentaries, interviews, and stories as it pertains to us in our modern world. Check out our Instagram, A Future for Us, and for more inquiries, email afutureforus99 at gmail.com. If you want to get to know me a little more, follow my public account at joelle.a.alexandria, J-O-E-L-L-E, and my Twitter at wjoelle, links in the description. Welcome to episode five, Do All Vegans Go to Heaven? With special guest, environmentalist, and published author, Evelyn LaFerriere. I'm obligated to state that for sure, not all vegans go to heaven. But this question does represent a moral aspect of the vegetarian and vegan movement that is a very big misconception amongst people who don't necessarily understand the choice for this diet. Today, we will be going over the reasons why people might choose the vegetarian and vegan lifestyle, how this impacts the environment, our health, and how we can live more sustainable lives, and right in time for Thanksgiving too. We are not asking anyone to change their lifestyle. This lifestyle impacts the environment, social culture, and ethical questions that we may not even have thought of yet. Please enjoy Do All Vegans Go to Heaven? Welcome to part two. The moral argument is that causing animals pain while raising them for food is wrong. Have you, have you, oh my gosh, I, I think it's every Thanksgiving, but like, you know, those like, those like on Instagram, they have those little, um, like cartoon documentaries that are supposed to be deep, but then everybody ends up making fun of them. So like for a while, I've, haven't you seen the, um, the cartoon about the kid walking around, everybody's on their phone and he's trying to pull at people and be like, Hey, get off your phone. But then it's like, Oh yes, society. And like have that sort of message. But then like Gen Z, like we don't take anything seriously, like, we, we're just going to make fun of everything and every, <laughs> everything and anything. So that was kind of fun. But also, every Thanksgiving, I keep seeing the little cartoon about what if um, humans were turkey on Thanksgiving. And they, they show... It's not graphic because it's, like, animated. But, mm-hmm. like, they show how, like, they put all these chemicals in the turkey and then we get all fat. And they, they show actual humans, and the turkeys are the humans. So it's so weird. It's like re- they just reverse the roles. And then mm-hmm. it shows, like, the men getting separated from the women. The men get plump because they just fatten them up. And then the women get um, injected so they can produce more milk and, like, have... Um... Wait, no, that's for cows. No. <laughs> I'm trying to say turkeys. This is a turkey analogy. Um, for cows, that would be different. But they... Um... Damn, I forget what they do to the women. They separate them, definitely. They sterilize them. They sterilize... No, they sterilize the men. Yes. And then they plump them from with chemicals to make get them bigger. And then, like, it's sort of a montage of, like, this, um, just, like, killing the humans who are the turkeys in this analogy and, like, stringing them up and, like, you know, doing all the prep. And then, like, you see a turkey walk into the supermarket and pick up a human... So it's kind of like that aspect of a little bit of like guilt. It's like, why, if you don't want this for you, why would you want this for an animal? Like, what do you think about that argument about like animals having, having the right to live? Yeah, I think 
it's really important that I understand, like, I'm not, I don't think like everyone in the whole world needs to not eat meat, but we do need to treat the animals better. So I like, I'm supportive of like small farms, you know, that treat animals well, um, and let them have like a good life. Like it does seem weird that they're just like living to then be killed and eaten, but at least if they're having like a nice life on a farm, but I definitely am not for like industrialized agriculture where they're all just like packed together like mm -hmm. that. And especially, yeah, when we do things like we force cows to have calves and then we kill the calves just so that they would keep producing milk and we can have the milk. And that's weird because, yeah, we're drinking like baby cow growth hormone and we're not cows. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And just the way that it's like turned into like a factory and obviously like human lives, I think, are more important than animal lives because we're people, but we mm -hmm. shouldn't like completely disrespect animals like that and like we should make sure that they are comfortable and not like force like how you see those videos of like animals all packed together or like them cutting off the beaks of like chickens and stuff so that they can be like shoved together and not hurt each other mm. like that is not okay and not necessary and if more people didn't eat meat then we wouldn't need that and we could have just like rely on small animal farms instead of the giant industrial ones yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely think the key is to reduce meat intake because I know it's not realistic for everyone in the world to stop meeting meat because it's also cultural. Um, mm -hmm. There have been some studies where it's like people have to eat meat because of like certain proteins, but I'm not entirely sure about that. Like, I'm not sure if you've seen this before, but it's like one person who claims he can't not eat meat because of different proteins and like vitamins it gives you, but you can substitute that from every anywhere, so... Maybe it's a special case. I'm not entirely sure about that, but it's definitely cultural. It's definitely sometimes even, um, I don't want to say religious, but I've definitely, okay, I'm not, okay, this is kind of controversial, so I'm not sure if I'm going to keep this in the actual podcast, but I've like, I'm Christian and I've heard a lot of people say like, it's against God not to eat meat. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, it's. It's interesting. I've had, yeah, because I'm Christian too, and like having people like, yes, question things about environmental stuff. And they're like, why are you an environmentalist if mm -hmm. like God's going to come and remake the world anyway? Or like, yeah, it says in the Bible to like eat meat, but it doesn't ever say in the Bible, like vegetarianism is bad. So yeah, it's like a mm -hmm. weird argument because I, for me, like I take like looking at the Bible and saying like, we were put here to take care of the earth. And if I mm -hmm. interpret taking care of the earth as being a vegetarian and not hurting these animals and protecting the planet in that way, then I think that's fine. But yeah, it's an interesting argument. Yeah, I've had two people tell me that like, like eating meat is like of the Lord and like the Lord gave us meat to eat, so you should like eat it. And that was that was kind of funny. Like literally in the same month. But um, yeah, like if you think of like in the beginning when everything was created, according to my religion then um, we know that God gave us, like, autonomy over everything on Earth. So our whether we decide to eat the meat or not is up to us because we have the right to mm -hmm. rule over all of creation as we see fit. And even though everything he created was good, it is it still is good even if we don't eat it, you know? So I think that's just yeah. very, that's very interesting. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it in, but it's actually a very interesting argument. Yeah, so if you can incorporate more vegetables into your food instead of meat, that would be awesome. Um, it's not realistic for everyone, but 
everything can make a difference. Because if everybody said, oh, like, you're not going to make a difference. Like, I've heard, oh, but, like, you're living at home, so if they're going to eat meat, what's the difference between you eating meat and them eating meat if it's, like, they just make it for one less person, you know? Because, like, mm-hmm. I live in a family where, like, they, they're still eating meat, but I'm not. But I think if everybody had that mentality, then nobody would, like, start to do anything, you know? Yeah. And definitely, like, my family has, like, tried to do, like, one day this summer, my dad was like, oh, let's do, like, mushroom burgers instead of burgers, and we'll all eat vegetarians. Like, they're definitely, like, trying. And, you know, buying meat for, like, one less person does have an impact. And if even if your family is, like, my parents are still buying meat, it's kind of like, when I'm at school, I'm not eating meat. Um, when I'm, like, buying food for myself, I'm not buying meat. And also, it's kind of just an act of, like, social protest. Like, I think about this for, like, when I, I like, refuse to use plastic water bottles, and I try my best to not use, like, plastic silverware and stuff on campus, which this year is really hard because of COVID, and you're not allowed to, like, bring your own mm-hmm. containers and stuff. But even if, like, you yourself aren't having a super huge impact by carrying your own like metal fork everywhere you are showing other people that you took the time to bring a metal fork and aren't using plastic and you're showing people that you're taking the time to not eat meat so even if it's not having like a huge impact like in what you're doing you're like kind of protesting and showing people that you care and showing people that you can do things more sustainable that's kind of what where my mindset is on that oh that's that's a nice mindset (laughs) (laughs) now since like the whole reason i wanted to put this episode in november is because american thanksgiving's cup coming up um what are some recipes that you've loved to cook as of recently well so i haven't i've been on campus and don't have a kitchen but over quarantine when i was stuck at home um i love just making like quinoa and beans and i put like taco seasoning on it Mm -hmm. and it's really good um or I love like microwave morning star chicken nuggets. So if you're looking for like a vegan alternative to chicken nuggets, the morning star ones are really good. <laughs> but a lot of my meals are yeah, like quinoa and beans. I love black beans, so I eat black beans with everything. Or I'll like cook tofu and put like olive oil and maybe like Montreal chicken seasoning because my parents put up when they cook chicken, but I'll just mm-hmm. put that on my tofu and that's kind of like my alternative. Um I do eat eggs, so I have, like, egg sandwiches and stuff. I did a lot over quarantine. I would just make myself, like, an egg sandwich on a bagel or something like that. But most of the time, yeah, it's, like, ravioli and quinoa and beans. Those are my go-to. So, like, for Thanksgiving, I'll have, like, beans, and then I'll eat still, like, the potatoes. And if the stuffing's vegetarian, I'll eat the stuffing. um, And I'll eat, like, the squash and stuff, but I just avoid the chicken (laughs) or the turkey. I don't know if anyone has chicken on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's also some claims that like eating vegetarian or vegan is more expensive. Would you like to refute that or like talk a little bit about that? So I think really the only part of my diet that's like more expensive than meat um, is maybe so I don't drink straight like regular dairy milk. I still eat like ice cream sometimes, but I drink almond milk or like almond cashew milk. And that's probably like a dollar more expensive than regular milk but it's not like that bad and it lasts me a really long time but 
I think, like, I actually would save a lot of money by not buying. Like, red meat is super expensive. So, mm-hmm. you can buy, like, a big bag of quinoa or, like, bl- canned black beans are, like, really cheap. So, for me personally, it it's, hasn't been more expensive. You can still, like, look and, you know, find the same type of, like, deals and sales and coupons that you can for meat. And, like, meat is expensive. So, if you're just swapping that out for beans, um, I don't have, I don't know exactly how expensive tofu is, but I don't think buying tofu is any more expensive than buying red meat, but I'm not. Um, sure. Yeah, I buy tofu, like, maybe, like, every two weeks, and it's, like, four ninety nine at Adams, so it's maybe, it's, like, it's a little more expensive, but not as expensive as buying meat, definitely, and I think mm-hmm. it, being vegetarian or vegan is only expensive if you go to, like, Mother Earth Storehouse and get all those, like, substitutes, where it's, like, yeah. oh, you get, like, the um, chicken substitutes, the, um, beef substitutes, because those are really expensive, but mm-hmm. I think if you, you could save some money if you take the time to, like, learn a little bit of, like, recipes to, like, make your own, like, imitation meat at home, like, you said black mm-hmm. bean, that's been, like, a savior for burgers, you know, like, just having, like, that burger, then maybe some cornmeal, carrot, onion, grind it all up, and make, like, your own faux burger, mm-hmm. it's not, like, it's not, like, and it tastes like an, it doesn't taste like an impossible burger, but it's still like something that like keeps you full and stuff. So that's what I've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of oatmeal, a lot of cereal, fruits, mm-hmm. veggies, some dairy. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be vegan because since I was just doing it this year, I'm like, okay, I want to see how long I can sustain myself. So next um march will be the anniversary of the first Mm -hmm. time i'm vegetarian so we'll see how that goes and if i can sustain it or maybe i can even go vegan um do you have any like thanksgiving recipes you want to share um i think so I think I've been vegetarian for three Thanksgivings now, and most of the time, so I do just, like, eat pretty much everything except for the turkey, unless, like, sometimes the stuffing will be made with, like, chicken stock or have sausage in it, but you can really easily just use vegetable broth to make stuffing instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but I normally, if we're going somewhere, which this year, we're going to be at home, but I just cook some quinoa, and I put, so I make quinoa, and then I put black beans and red kidney beans in it and that's really good and filling and you can put like whatever seasonings you want so if you want it to be like mm-hmm. mexican spices or italian spices like whatever that's normally my go-to just beans and quinoa and then i eat a lot of mashed potatoes <laughs> mm. yeah mashed potatoes are so good um yeah i think man what was i gonna say man i forgot oh <laughs> okay um so <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe it'll come back to me and I can edit it in. I was going to say something about Thanksgiving. Yeah, it just left me. Damn. Did it have to do with like tofurkey or anything? No. I mean, what was... Damn. It was going to... I feel like it was going to be really good too. Um, hmm. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that, like, if you think, like, being vegan or vegetarian tastes bad, then you're doing it wrong. You're a bad vegetarian. Facts. Yeah, yeah. because, like, you could, like, spice anything and make it taste good. Like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. like, like, everybody thinks, like, oh, sacrificing health and, like, going vegetarian and vegan is, like, you have to be, like, raw. Like, everything's, like, raw. Like, you're so hardcore. But no, like, you could still spice your foods, make it taste good. And you can use, like, the same thing as, like, chicken seasoning. Because if you mm-hmm. use seasoning for chicken, that's, like, all plant-based. And you just, like, season your tofu instead or season, mm-hmm. um, season, 
I don't know, tempeh, yeah. And you can just make anything taste like meat. So, yeah. Yeah. And another plus is you don't have to, like, cut or work with raw meat. Like, for me, like, one, I remember one time helping my mom, like, prepare chicken before I was vegetarian. And mm -hmm. it's just so disgusting. So, like, working with beans is so much nicer than, like, having bloody, raw, squishy meat <laughs> to work with. Definitely. Yeah, I think, I think, like, I'm still good with cooking meat because I still prepare food with my family, but it's definitely easier, like, if you're not used to cooking on your own to start out, like, cooking yourself um, different plant-based foods because then, like, you don't have to get food poisoning, no salmonella, yeah. it's safe, you know? Okay, so, are all vegetarians and vegans ethical and have a moral high ground? Or the working title of this episode, Do All Vegans Go to Heaven? <laughs> I think definitely a lot of people become vegan or vegetarian because it's like popular or trendy or they think that, you know, that's what they should do. Or if they have like an unhealthy relationship with food and they think like, okay, being vegan is how I'm going to lose weight and stuff like that. And I still eat like a lot of unhealthy junk food, even mm -hmm. though I'm vegetarian. So like you really I think to be vegetarian or vegan you really need to have like a reason behind it like if it really is because you want to have a healthy relationship with food and just to be healthy and feel better and like have clearer skin because that's another one reason a lot of people go vegan is to help like clear up acne then like have that as your driving purpose or like for me it's the environmental and like ethical issues that's why I'm vegetarian but if you just want to do it just to do it then you're not going to be able to do it in a healthy way so, yeah, I think it just really depends on mindset. Yeah. And I feel like when people meet vegans or vegetarians and think that, like, this lifestyle change takes a lot of discipline or dif difficulty, I feel like anybody can do it without it being that hard. Because when mm -hmm. I was, like, because I was, like, oh, man, like, when I started being vegetarian, I'm, like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be really hard. I wonder if I'll be tempted to go back to meat. And not even necessarily. Like, I still know what meat tastes like. Like, I've been eating it for... 18 years but I just find the different things to center my food around and then when I'm full I'm full so it's not like I'm starving myself with just raw veggies here and there it's like I have mm. this whole meal I can eat it and be like oh hey I'm satisfied and it still brings nourishment to my body as food should so I don't think it's like like being vegan or vegetarian is like you're very disciplined and it's like oh yes, you you have your third eye right here, it's coming in right now. But um, I think it's, it's definitely just, just interesting to get like those questions. I haven't really like, I think it's more in social settings when people ask you, oh, like what made you made, like go vegeta vegetarian or vegan? But since I changed my lifestyle during quarantine, I'm not sure if I'm like missing out on like those like interesting questions mm -hmm. about like, oh... Like, why'd you do it? Or is it hard? Do you think those questions are annoying or, like, you don't mind? I really like when I get asked why I'm vegetarian because it's a great opportunity for me to share, like, my environmental beliefs. But I never, like, try to, like, force it on anyone or anything, obviously. But it's just a good way to be, like, hey, like get them thinking about, like, oh, the things that I eat have an impact on the planet and, like, where I get my food from has an impact on the planet. So if I can at least get someone to start thinking about that by starting that conversation, that's really cool to me. So I always get really excited when someone asks, they're like, well, why are you vegetarian? I'm like, well, I'm an environmentalist. And then I can, like, start that conversation with them. So it's, like, just a cool educational opportunity. Yeah. 
and I just want to end this. I mean, I should have actually. You know, I'll do a disclaimer like when I edit everything in. But like, if you if you eat meat and you still continue to eat meat, that's okay. Like, it's not like yeah, it's not like anything. It's not that big of a deal. It's just believing in something. You know, like this is what we <laughs> believe and how we can heal the environment, heal our bodies. It's not really anything to do with like moral superiority. It's just yeah, how we'd like to live. Yeah, my whole family's not vegetarian and i still love them <laughs> like, yeah you can love your family if they're not vegetarian guys like it's awesome it's cool it's cool so um what do you think i should title this episode hmm. i don't know i was thinking either like the bad vegan because like neither of us are vegan we're just vegetarian so it's like <laughs> we're bad vegans or um do all vegans go to heaven i mean of course not but like it's something to have in the title Mm. maybe mm. you can love your family if they eat meat yeah how to love your family yeah I don't know maybe hmm. maybe something about like being vegetarian in a meat eating world or something I don't know yeah that's something I'm gonna have to deal with it for the past like I mean for the next like five days do you want to plug your stuff now sure as I mentioned in the beginning, so I really do enjoy writing and have a communication minor. And I add that because I have a YouTube channel, which is Evelyn Page, and I do lots of lifestyle videos and just videos about being an environmental science major and like tips on how to be more environmentally friendly. And I'm actually doing an environmental research semester. Um, so I go to Clarkson, but I'm living at Paul Smith's this semester and we're doing lots of research on like mercury contamination so i have lots of cool videos about like hiking and doing field work if you want to check that out and then my books are all available on amazon so i wrote two like middle school-ish age books um that are like historical fiction and time travel um and then i have a young adult like teen romance type novel called the summer of ross and win and they're all available on amazon under the name ep leferrier so that's my author name so yeah i would love it if you guys would check out my channel and my books always love the support and the feedback yes and thank you so much for coming on to the show today i'm so happy that you were able to do it um it's just like a throwback to our environmental club days and yeah 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 thank you for having me and thinking of me and like wanting to talk about eating vegetables because that's one of my favorite things to talk about yes yes of course (laughs) What do you think people should take away from this? Uh, I think just definitely just thinking about where you're getting your food from and just how what you eat has an impact on the planet. Like you don't have to go vegetarian, don't have to go vegan, but just be cognizant of how our food systems affect the environment and affect other people and affect people that, you know, aren't getting enough food and just, you know, thinking about how fortunate you are to be able to eat food if you are in that position to like have a choice on what you eat and just you know just really think about how everything in your life has an impact on yourself the planet and all the people around you yes and only when we do this then can we create a future for us thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed do all vegans go to heaven to check out part one and previous episodes Continue streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. I was interested in talking to Evelyn because we did go to high school together, and we were both in the environmental club, which promoted sustainable living in our school. 
I briefly mentioned in part one about how we hosted a sustainability seminar on Thanksgiving and how we can promote healthy eating and veganism and vegetarianism to help the environment. And we brought in a lot of foods that would have been Thanksgiving foods, but made them out of either no dairy, limited dairy, or no meat. That was a really fun activity. And I think a lot of people learned that beans and legumes can be meat substitutes. You don't have to go all out with all the fancy vegan alternatives unless you want to break the bank, which nobody really wants to do. And it was really awesome doing this interview with Evelyn. And do check out her YouTube channel, Evelyn Page, as well as her recent books, Witch Hazel and The Summer of Ross and Wynn. Can't wait. All in all, I think I'm going to stay vegetarian for a while. And remember, when we open our minds and educate ourselves on topics like these, only then can we have a future for us. Thank you for listening.